Connections Radio Show. We like to talk about all kinds of cool things on Connections Radio Show, and I'm glad that you've joined us. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us that get us thinking, feeling, imagining, get us connected, maybe inspired, maybe challenged, maybe excited about going out and doing something. You know, the internet has become the great equalizer to find out about stuff. We can connect about things that we feel passionate about. Social media has now become the norm of planning what we are doing, of how we do get connected. The newspaper is no longer the go-to place, it seems like. I remember when I wanted to go out for the weekend, I'd look at the variety and I'd have all kinds of good criticisms of things coming up, dozens of different places to go and think about. You know, my, my variety section's gotten pretty thin. <laughs> so I, I don't have that, that go-to place, but I know that if I go to the internet that I can find things. But there's so much. Sometimes it's hard to figure out how to get what I really need. And I've really gotten to know and enjoying um, finding out more about Twin Cities bloggers. Uh, they are doing some cool things. And the theater blogging, if you're into theater, and I know that you know that I am, um, they're a great place uh, to go to, to find out about stuff. And I've brought some theater bloggers in to talk about what they do, how they do it, why they do it. And I am looking forward to a wonderful show today. So we have Becky Iverson, uh, who is uh, with Compendium, and she's here in studio with me today. Welcome, Becky. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Glad so. So glad that you're here. We're going to have maybe some other uh, bloggers be calling in, but our other theater blogger today is Kit Bix. She is an associate theater critic, and she does Talkin' Broadway for the Minneapolis-St. Paul region. Welcome, Kit. And I have my own blog, which is minnesotatheatricals.com as well. And you are an actress, a retired academic, a disability activist, and most <laughs> recently, instructor of uh, special ed drama workshops. That's right, yeah. Excited about that. So if you want to join us and talk about theater, talk, us, talk to us about blogging, uh, feel free. Our number is 952-946-6205. Again, that number is 952-946-6205. So I want to know about who the bloggers are. And either one of you can share with me. Who are the bloggers? What do they do? Sure. Um, well, I think we're hoping she can call in here later today. But I think most people, if they're familiar with local theater blogs, know Cherry and Spoon, which is Jill Schaefer. She's really the OG blogger and started this whole um, idea. A lot of us came to it on our own, but she's the best known. She sees the most things. Um, Jill, I think last year saw something like 250 shows. Oh my goodness! And that, she, yeah, it's, that's a person it's, who's passionate about theater. She really is, and and I I think it's a testament to why all the rest of us do it too. We're all passionate about theater. Um, we came to it. Uh, I think I'm not overreaching and saying this because we wanted to share our thoughts because we were so excited about it, and also because a lot of us are not tradition. Don't feel that our voices are traditional. Our perspectives are traditionally seen in normal media. So. Mm -hmm. We're younger, we're female, mixed race, might have different gender or sexual identities. And so the things that we look for and reach for in the theater world might not exactly be the things that are always featured on the front page of a variety section. So we like to uplift those smaller local productions and get excited about things that feel connected to us and are pushing the medium forward. Yeah, And I um, have a message from Jill here that she's on the phone on hold. Oh, great. Um, so what we'll do, we'll, we'll, we'll get that. <laughs> so thank you for sharing that on air with yeah. us, Ken. <laughs> Sorry. We'll, we'll get to you, we promise. Uh, so it is that blinking is on hold. So tell you what, okay. we'll, we'll get to you in just a moment. I'm going to have our friend Becky go and make sure that they know that there's someone on hold waiting for her to come on to the radio. Oh, you've got? Okay. Well, great. Uh, can you come on the air now? There we go. Perfect. Hi there. Are you on? Becky? Uh, Jill. Jill? Hi, this is Jill. There hey. you go, Jill. Gotcha. 250 <laughs> shows. My goodness. I hear that's yeah, how many I'm shows a little you obsessed. went to. <laughs> We're grateful for you, Jill. Yes, we are. So, Jill, you started Cherry and Spoon way back when. And now you've, I did. And now you've gotten these cool group of people together. Um, Tell me why you thought it was important to create a collaborative. 
So when I started blogging back in 2010, um, before I started my blog, I kind of looked uh, pretty thoroughly for other specific theater blogs in the Twin Cities area, and I couldn't find any. So as far as I know, Cherry and Spoon was the first independent theater blog. Um, but then more and more started popping up, and as I started seeing some blogs and I met some people and um, I thought, you know, these are people that have common interests that kind of do the same thing. So I got us together in, I think it was 2015, just we started as a private Facebook group just to kind of share information and and help and questions and support um, since we're all kind of doing the same thing and are all, are all obsessed with uh, Twin Cities Theater. Um, and then it was just 2016, so just over two years ago that we sort of came out as a public group. Um, and our first sort of public thing was we had uh, annual theater awards, so we announced our favorite, our favorite shows and performances of the year, and we just announced our third annual. Um, and then it's just grown into, into some more really cool things, and I've met some really, really cool people. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Becky, you had said earlier when you started out talking about um, your voice isn't necessarily heard in the variety section, Mm -hmm. and you also mentioned it's a younger voice. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had a lot of conversations with folks lately about, you know, their their fears about the next generation coming up and and having a passion for theater. Uh, Meaning that they feel that it's lacking? Or feeling that we're not seeing as many, maybe it's because it's expensive to go mm. see shows. When you look at the audience, when you're sitting uh, watching a show, I mean, I look around and I think, yeah, I'd like to have more diverse audience. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to see younger people there. I see a lot of, you know, older people, mm-hmm. older white people that yep. go see the shows. So what's your thought about that? I think, you know, that's something that we all talk about a lot. And, you know, Ultimately, we understand theater is a business, mm-hmm. so you need your patrons wherever you get them. That's not to knock the traditional audience, but there is a problem of outreach, I think, and connecting sometimes audiences that you feel should see something or that would they could identify with and actually getting butts in seats. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is one of the reasons a lot of us like to do what we do because it, there's so much happening in the Twin Cities right now. Our theater community is so rich and diverse and vibrant that a lot of great things don't get covered. Mm-hmm. There's just not space. There's not time. So we want to help pitch in and help lift up those places. And as far as reaching younger audiences, I think there's a lot of smaller companies that are doing great work or traditional theaters that are working really hard to transition. And Park Square, to me, is a great example of a theater that has been taking very concrete steps to refresh their programming, try new kinds of outreach, um, it's it's really exciting and progressive, and I, I think I think people are coming to it. They just they need to understand where to find the things that they connect with, and I think theaters need to continue to do a better job to try to evolve. It's a two way street. So. I particularly like how Park Square has reached out for uh, partnerships with nonprofits and social mm-hmm. action groups. Mm-hmm. Absolutely adored when they did the. Um, uh, the partnership with the Center for Victims of Torture yeah. with their last uh, piano cardboard cardboard piano, amazing. And I think that that does reach uh, an audience and also brings up social action. It brings up what's happening today, what mm-hmm. the context that that we're living in. Yeah, and I'm yeah. They're one great example. Another one that's um, so I would say that. My perception, and maybe a lot of people's perception, is they were traditionally more that kind of old white theater crowd. Mm-hmm. To take a different tack, look at Mixed Blood. They mm-hmm. have their radical hospitality program. Yes. They have free tickets. I regularly see very diverse and young audiences there, and their seats are packed. I mean, they're selling shows out left and right. So there's different models, and there's different ways to accomplish those goals. It just depends how which which path you want to take. Where does your funding come from? What kind of flexibility? Yeah, and, and also there's have? such a big vast so. difference in terms of resources mm-hmm. and of Absolutely. and of funding and and where that money goes. And you know we're not leveling the we're not leveling the field by any means, but we're moving. I mean, it helps to have bloggers covering all these different different uh, groups in the smaller theaters as well. So, Well, we're not going to have uh, time to answer this fully, but I'd like to get started with um, how the theater community has embraced the work that you're doing. So as bloggers, how do you mm-hmm. feel your relationship is going with, with the theater community? Jill, pipe in anytime you want, because I think you probably would have the best sense of how that's evolved. But I know for me, I think it's wonderful. I've never had any problems connecting 
with local media staff. Um, they've always been very gracious and welcoming. And it's really fun to see how open-armed they've been, actually, because blogging, like, like I said, it's not a traditional media forum, but... They've been so gracious, and yes. and I and I mean they really work in partnership, and I think we help each other because things like developing specific show hashtags or tools to help promote your shows, they've really grown. I think seeing what we're able to do. So, and Jill, you've had forth. you've had a rising profile of Cherry and Spoon. You've must seen a historical context of um, the relationship. Tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, so when I started in two thousand ten, I started just blogging just sort of as my own personal theater journey, and I didn't even realize I could get free tickets to see shows. I mean, I wrote for a couple of years before before that start happened. Um, and I think because there is so much going on in the theater community and there's so many choices for people that theaters really love to have any sort of, of coverage and just to help to get the word out there um, to people. And so we've started doing... Um, blogger events at shows where, you know, we'll have a group of bloggers go on the same night and we either, uh, like at Parks Park Square, we've done, um, helped facilitate talkbacks after the show, um, or we might go and, and get a backstage tour or something like that just to sort of get the bloggers out at a specific theater, a specific and, show, and, and really share the word about, about that show. So, yeah, Jill, the theater is... And Jill, we're, really we're coming to the end of this segment... Service. Jill, we're coming to the end of the segment, so just uh, give me your uh, TCTV, is that, um, yep. and is that how to find it? Yeah, if you search hashtag TCTV convo, um, you should be able to get up into a lot of the blogger stuff. Perfect, and we'll, and we'll be back in just a moment. <laughs> Plug the rest later. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Stages Theatre Company is dedicated to creating a space where diverse opinions, courageous dialogue, and community engagement is not only valued, but vital to our shared artistic and educational success. Stages Theatre Company creates a welcoming home for all. For over 30 years, Stages has supported quality theatre programming for children. Stages gives opportunities for youth to be on stage, backstage, in the audience, and in the classroom. Whether you come to see a show, enroll a young person in a workshop, or benefit from their outreach programs in the community, Stages brings art to life. Learn about Stages Theater by going to stagestheater.org and become part of the magic of live theater by taking your family to an amazing show or enrolling someone you love in an education program. Stages Theater Company operates out of the Hopkins Center for the Arts, located in Main Street in the heart of downtown Hopkins. For more information on Stages Theater, go to stagestheater.org. That's stagestheater.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Scott Shamblot from Shamblot Family Dentistry. We're the fear-free, get-you-out-of-pain-now dental office. We always offer a free exam and x-rays for new patients because we believe you shouldn't have to pay to find out what's wrong with your teeth. Call today. We're open early and late and Saturdays to fit your schedule. As my daughter Rachel says, If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get. Call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH or visit fixmyteeth.us. Saturdays at 1 p.m., you have a chance at a fresh start, a new beginning. Hi, everybody. This is Freddie Bell, host of New Beginnings. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, spirituality, and even entertainment. Every day is a chance for a fresh start. Join us Saturdays at 1 p.m. for New Beginnings with Freddie Bell on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Located in the vibrant Lynn Lake neighborhood in Minneapolis, the Jungle Theater sparks meaningful dialogue through compelling stories, meaningful acting, and exquisite design. The Jungle is more than just a theater, though. It's a community that inspires empathy and reflects our changing world. This winter, experience the magic of the Jungle with a duet of dynamic one-person plays. First is Ishmael, in which one actor gives a tour de force of the many voices of Herman Melville's classic novel Moby Dick, accompanied by members of the bluegrass band Pert Near Sandstone. Ishmael is on stage January 13th through February 4th. Next up, from February 10th through March 4th, is New York Times critics' pick My Mother Has Four Noses, written and performed by acclaimed singer-songwriter Jonathan Brooke. This show is the beautiful and heartbreaking tale of Jonathan's final two years together with her mother, who was battling Alzheimer's. 
buy your tickets now by going to jungletheater.com or treat yourself to a subscription for the 2018 season by calling the box office at 612-822-7063. Hi, we're on Connections Radio Show, and we're glad that you joined us. Uh, you know, you might have heard a couple commercials while you were uh, listening between segments. And I do marketing. We do we market shows, and we want to encourage people to go to shows, see shows. I like to tell the story of the shows that are going on. But marketing is clearly different than blogging and criticism. And I'd love to have you uh, and and Jill pipe in, share about uh, what it means to do blogging, what it means to do criticism. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to have each of you introduce yourselves and share a little bit. That way I make sure that you're all having a chance to, to chat about this idea of marketing versus blogging. And I'm going to start with you, Jill. Oh, I'm going to start with you, Becky. I'm looking at Becky and I'm saying Jill. <laughs> so no Becky. problem. Um, yeah, so my name is Becky Iverson. My blog is Compendium. It's Compendium mpls.blogspot.com. Um, the easiest way to find all of us, though, is to go to Facebook, to the Twin Cities Theater Bloggers page. All of us are listed out there. There's um, over 20 of us, so it's quite a collection. And you can click through, see all of our blogs, see our uh, roundups. But to answer this question of the difference between criticism and, and marketing and sales, I think that's something that we all talk about a lot. My personal perspective is technically what I do right has an element of criticism do i like something or not like something but i don't i don't like to couch what i write in terms of good or bad because i don't think that's productive i think there are certain things that are for certain kinds of people like there might be a show about a sport boxing for example if i don't have a connection to boxing no matter how good the show is i probably won't enjoy it very much that doesn't mean it's a bad show it just means it's not exactly my preference so I try to approach everything I write from the perspective of who could enjoy this, who is who is the real audience for this, and in what they intended to do, did it seem like the execution was successful? Um, and so I so I like to approach things from I think of that as a friendlier perspective, a more positive perspective. I don't think shredding something or mm-hmm. or being really negative is is very productive or a good use of my time, um, or or is very helpful to a theater. I I think it's kind of mean. So. I guess I take it from the perspective of what can enhance this? How does this connect to our larger cultural conversation? What can people glean from this that might help them in their lives or is an interesting question to think about? And who really should see this? Who would enjoy this the most? So would I consider the work that you're doing is sort of theater enthusiasm? That would be a great way to put it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And Jill, you've been doing this for a while, and I'm sure you've got a perspective of what's the difference between promoting, marketing, helping to get butts in seats, and sharing from your point of view uh, the criticism? Because I'm imagining that each one of the bloggers has a different goal in their in their blogging. What would be your goal? Jill? Uh, I would say my, my goal is mostly just to let the theater-going audience know what's out there and just the variety of shows and, like we were saying earlier, small shows that, that may not get the coverage in the big papers. Um, and, and so, like Becky, I don't, I don't try to say, like, this is good, you should go see this because everyone has different tastes. And just because I like something, I don't like something, um, others have different opinions. So, so my blog is nothing but my own experience. Um, and I think one of the big difference between bloggers and pro- professional theater clinic- critics is that we can be more personal. Um, we're not, we don't claim to be impartial, you know, journalists. We're, we're just uh, people with opinions. And, and so, so, you know, sometimes we get personal on our blogs like this meant something to me because of this experience in my life. Um, and so just really to, to share, to share my experience and to let people know this is a variety of things that you have to choose from, um, and it's really hard to choose with so much going on, but, you know, hopefully people will find maybe a blogger whose voice they connect with and then, you know, figure out from there which which shows they might uh, find most interesting to them. Kit. Yeah. Well, um, I think I lean more towards criticism um, and uh, I'm influenced a lot by when I was in my 20s, I wrote um, theater criticism for The Villager in New York. I was living in New York at the time. And um, 
in when when you're in New York, it's uh, the the role of the critic is is or role of criticism is is a little bit I think different than it is here, in that you know because of the investment and in time and money, people really do read the read the critics before they make a decision whether to go to a show, and it's it's not you know certainly the uh, the role of uh, providing information and what is this show about, what is it trying to do, describing the intentions is really important. But there, at least, it was also whether, you know, I think you would, it was tilted more towards, are they successful? Are they being, is this show successful in realizing those intentions? Is it something that, you know, I'm not, not negative criticism, but if it's something that you feel knowing your specific audience is not going to be fulfilling for them, then it was more like a sense of your obligation to inform them because um, they're trying to make decisions between a lot of shows and because, um, you know, because it's a real investment in their time and their money. And um, and the other thing that I wanted to say is, I, I mean, I still believe that that is an important function, at least th th that there should be some criticism out there that does that for the reason that I think it really develops audiences. Mm -hmm. I think that if you have people out there who people can, um, you know, you know, you're, you're not, your, your, your experience of the play is not going to be everybody's, but you know, if there are people who, who, um, share your sensibility and, and share, some of your criteria, and they they feel that they can trust you to be honest. I think in the end, you're going to find that they that um, you know if people have a guide, they will come to the theater more more often. They'll come and see the shows because they they feel that uh, that's so, so that's a good point. I I would just pipe in. I mean, I think yeah. that's a really good point. And um, to be clear. I don't want people necessarily to walk away thinking that we are all yes people and that we just praise everything. The difference is that rather than saying something's just good or bad and leaving it there, we'll say, I didn't connect with this because, or this didn't resonate because, or this felt like it was irresponsible because, like, this choice that was made maybe seemed like it was a little racist or sexist mm -hmm. or it didn't, you know, mm -hmm. it, it could have been done better. You do straight talk. So you, it, yeah, yeah, so it's so it's not like it's just a bunch of praise and just glorifying shows um, in general, and there there's nuance there, yeah. but but I wouldn't call it traditional criticism for probably what the way that most of us write isn't going to read the way a New York Times review would read, right? But so. I think I think you bring up a really important point is that you know it's well you try to you try to approach a. Um, you try to approach a show on its own terms and according to its intentions. There, there is a role for critiquing those intentions. Mm -hmm. If, say, you know, I, I mean, if there's, um, if, if, if for some reason it's, not, what would be you, the term? Well, you, you, you strike. Know, what yeah. strikes me is what you're sharing is you're helping to navigate. Right. Navigate. So as a navigator, yeah, you're like. Sacagawea going to see the show and being able to say, this is what I see. This is the terrain. You know, this is how to look at perhaps. And if this is something that's intriguing, if this is an adventure you want to go on, here's what the adventure looks like. And I think there is a place for that that's straight talk, your opinion, valuing opinions, um, understanding that, you know, you want to develop your own opinion. Uh, but there's some cool stuff with that. And we're now wrapping up uh, the second segment. So tell me again how to get to TCTB. Search the hashtag TCTBConvo or you can Google the Twin Cities Theater Bloggers. And we have a small website on Blogspot and we also have a Facebook page. They should both pop up right away. And when we come back, we'll be talking about what kind of goals do these bloggers have? What does it look like? What have they been doing? What are they going to do? We'll be right back. Our Twin Cities culinary scene has a lot to celebrate, and that's just what we're going to do on February 25th at the Pantages Theater. The Charlie Awards is the local culinary version of the Academy Awards for the Twin Cities restaurant industry. Proceeds from the event go to Open Arms, a nonprofit that delivers healthy, made-from-scratch meals to people with life-threatening illnesses. Your ticket to the award ceremony is also your passport to the after party with food, drinks, entertainment, and a chance to hobnob with the current and previous Charlie's winners. 
Following on the heels of the Charlies, just two weeks later on March 12th, a VIP reception and dinner will be held at Open Arms. So mark your calendars. February 25th for the awards and after party, and March 12th for the VIP event. To buy tickets, go to info at charliesexceptional.com, and be sure to check out the fun on our website, charliesexceptional.com. Hey, everyone. You know, let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment. That felt good, huh? Just like that, we had a nice, special sort of moment. Together. Of course, they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special. They could be loud moments, goofy moments, sporty moments, dorky moments. Moments where we talk or walk or just hang out. It doesn't really matter. They all count. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well... It's pretty momentous. <laughs> Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Today, call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Located in the vibrant Lynn Lake neighborhood in Minneapolis, the Jungle Theater sparks meaningful dialogue through compelling stories, meaningful acting, and exquisite design. The Jungle is more than just a theater, though. It's a community that inspires empathy and reflects our changing world. This winter, experience the magic of the Jungle with a duet of dynamic one-person plays. First is Ishmael, in which one actor gives a tour de force of the many voices of Herman Melville's classic novel Moby Dick, accompanied by members of the bluegrass band Pert Near Sandstone. Ishmael is on stage January 13th through February 4th. Next up, from February 10th through March 4th, is New York Times critic's pick My Mother Has Four Noses, written and performed by acclaimed singer-songwriter Jonathan Brooke. This show is the beautiful and heartbreaking tale of Jonathan's final two years together with her mother, who was battling Alzheimer's. Buy your tickets now by going to jungletheater.com or treat yourself to a subscription for the 2018 season by calling the box office at 612-822-7063. I'm a retired school psychologist and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and we're talking theater. And we're talking theater with theater bloggers. I have Becky Iverson from The Compendium. I have Jill Schaefer, who's called in. She's with Cherry and Spoon. And we have Kit Bix, who does Minnesota theatricals. And provide us with some insights from enthusiasm to some good criticism. And when I hear criticism, I often think of Moliere's The Critic. There's sometimes (laughs) a challenge between the theater and the critic. But instead of critic, perhaps we look at it as navigator. Who can navigate that can... um, Tell us about the terrain of the show and give us insights as to whether or not that's probably the show I need to go to. Or maybe this other one might be a better pick for me this week. But there's so much to choose from that we do need bloggers that help us show the way. And one of the cool things that uh, you all are doing are creating collaborative goals. So Jill from Cherry and Spoon, tell me about what goals you see for this collaborative group. Um, I think one of our goals is kind of what we've been talking about, just to um, increase the diversity of of conversation out there about um, Twin Cities Theater. I mean, if you look at 10, 15 years ago, there were two voices in town, the, the Star Trib and, yep. and the Pioneer Press, and those were the only two places to go. And so... And it was um, my go-to place, so yeah. And, and so we so we just want to have more more conversation, more diverse conversation. Um, also to engage the audience in that conversation. Um, I think we're going to talk a little bit la- later about our continuing the conversation. Um, but really just just to increase awareness of Twin Cities Theater and also to increase audience engagement with, with the theaters. Becky, tell me about your ideas about goals. 
Yeah, so I think um, as this is a really collaborative group, it's very democratic. We don't have necessarily one formal leader or a leadership structure. So I wouldn't say that we have goals in a traditional strategic sense, like a normal nonprofit organization, for Mm -hmm. example, might. Um, But what we have tried to do up to now, I think, is really establish a community for ourselves. We've now started to engage with the wider theatrical community at large as a group. Um, And there's been a natural outgrowth of that and evolving into the awards were the first obvious thing. And then now this this series of panel conversations is really um, our focus for this next year and trying to, to hone in on that and really make that into something more formalized than when we first started last year. Well, let's jump into TCTB Convo. Mm-hmm. Tell me what that is. Well, um, the, we call them Continuing the Conversation, and they were inspired um, um, by um, conversation some seven months ago at um, Mixed Blood and uh, the Guthrie Theater on the topics of representation and diversity and inclusion. And um, it was Laura Van Zandt, who, one of our bloggers, who uh, came up with the idea of continuing that conversation, continuing that with that subject. And we've had um, a lot of really, really rich, wonderful discussions with um, some terrific panelists, um, Rick Shiomi, we've had uh, Corey uh, LaQuace-Pullum, um, Isabel Nelson um, all spoke the initial one. Um, and that was the diversity? That was just racial diversity. Racial, racial diversity. diversity. And then we had a great panel on women, sexism, and intersectionality with Ann Bertram of Theater Unbound and Ephra Mansour. And then um, we had um, a wonderful discussion, I thought, on disability, ableism, and accessibility in Twin City Cedars with Jean Calvin of Interact and Stacey Turner Levin and Cassandra Snow. And um, and then um, we had another one on um, sexual and gender identity with Claire Avitable and Hector Chiavara. And, um, and then the most recent one... And um, Marcel Michelle Mabama. I'm sorry, also. yeah. And the most recent one was in November um, where we focused on mental health. Nice. And um, we had, that was an amazing, I, I thought, discussion. And we had, our panelists there were Rachel Petrie, Michael Bensky, and Emily Gugno-Halas. Now, was this how mental health is portrayed on stage? Or is it mental health uh, for those involved in theater? Both. Okay. Both, cool. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were very excited about our next one, which is on... Monday se- night. Monday night mm-hmm. at 7 o'clock at Park Square Theater. And um, our panelists for that one are, um, well, Carolyn Palmer. We're having, it's the first time we're having an outside moderator. Um, The subject is sexual harassment in theater. And um, we're having Carolyn Palmer from NCASA moderate this one. And our panelists are Andrea Gross of Nimbus Theater and Shelley Smith of Chain Reaction, who you know. And um, uh, Laura Adams, who is an actress, is uh, performed with Prime and other groups, and she's also the wig master at Guthrie Theater. And Eric also. Oh, um, and Eric, yeah. Eric Sumanjil is also going to join us. So we have a really well-rounded, it's going to be, we're really excited about this one. It's obviously a pressing subject. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to, we're trying to approach these conversations from a different perspective. So we don't want to do finger-pointing or, you know, too much venting. We were, we're trying to create a place where people can find supportive resources, especially these small theaters. So, for example, our focus with this one is a lot of these small theaters, they don't have funding for an HR department. They don't have a formal person to come to if they need to report things. So how do you create a positive, proactive, effective sexual harassment policy? How do you introduce that to your staff? How do you create a culture that's welcoming and inviting and feels as safe as it can? Um for different people. So I think we have some amazing panelists who are going to do really approach that subject from different angles, tackling it on stage. Um, when something happens, how do you report it? How do you filter out what is a appropriate real acquisition? Yeah. What, what's something that needs to be addressed versus what is something just feeling someone feeling frustrated? Um, it's a very difficult subject. So we, I think it's going to be a really exciting chance to engage with that issue in a new way and have the involvement of Mincasa and have their legal advice helping navigate and 
um, lead that conversation is going to be fantastic. So this is at Park Square. Anyone can come. In it's fact, totally you, free. You want mm-hmm. folks to just show up. There's nothing that you have to pre-register for. Not at all. So you go to Park Square, which is in St. Paul, mm-hmm. and it starts at seven o'clock. Should they get there at like quarter two or six? Something 30? like that. Yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. you really want to start right on time. You'll have a panel discussion. Will then uh, there'll be presentation plus uh, question and answers. Yeah. So that's. So the reason we called this continuing the conversation is that we wanted to take theater off of the stage, <laughs> literally, <Tower>. literally, <laughs> and put it into a place that was less formal and easier to engage with. So we really mean a dialogue. We have people ask questions throughout the entire session. We pre-prepare questions just so we don't have a lot of dead time. Um, and normally the audiences have seemed to be a little bit quiet, but we've had a few repeat guests who feel more and more comfortable. And we encourage people to... It, it meanders. There's no particular structure that we require for this. It's not a typical panel. No one's on a stage. Everyone's on the same level on the floor. Um, often we're in a circle, so it's not necessarily facing each other. So um, we always reserve time at the end formally for a question and answer, but people can pipe in whenever they want. There's, there's no um, formal structure for that. And um, we also tape the conversations, and you can find them on YouTube. If you go to Continuing the Conversation, Twin Cities Theater Bloggers, um, it'll bring you to our, to, our, to our channel, and you can see all the previous conversations there. Jill, has there been a, a particular convos that really meant a lot to you? Um, no, I wouldn't say that there's one in particular. Um, I just... I just think it's a great opportunity, and and it should be noted that we as theater bloggers are definitely not the experts on any of these topics. Our goal is just to help facilitate and provide a place for that conversation to happen. So, so I mostly just go and 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 listen and observe, and it's just so interesting and and informative to to think about these different issues. And um, every conversation I've been to has just been really really wonderful and educational, and I think helpful. So I'm excited to see um, where that continues this year. And has this been recorded on YouTube? So if folks want to see past uh, or or listen in to the, the past conversations? Yeah, anyone can find them. The only one that isn't is the very first one, uh, which is unfortunate because that's a little near and dear to my heart. We had Rick Shiami and Corey for that one and Isabel, and it was terrific. Um, but all the rest are uploaded. You can watch them anytime. Again, free Anyone can access this with an internet connection. Our goal, um, Jill, I'm really glad that you pointed that out, that our goal is to ask questions that we want to ask. So this isn't us sitting up on our stool telling people how to think about something or trying to, we're trying to learn from the amazing artists in this community and we want to uplift people who are doing things really well. So for example, Rick Xiaomi is such an inspiration for starting his own company, pushing what is maybe considered niche theater and building that into a a huge new enterprise with Moo and then now with Full Circle Theater. That's really inspiring. And there's so many young people who can feel overwhelmed or like that they can't achieve what they want to achieve because they have to go through formal structures. Be a Rick Xiaomi. Learn from him. So it's our opportunity to ask questions of people like that record it for free, put it online. Anyone can come for free. The panelists are so generous with their time. They don't get paid. We don't have funding for that. So they donate their time to do this. And it's it's really amazing that they, we've never had someone say no, I don't think, if Mm-mm. if they're free. I mean, if they're busy, obviously, they can't come. But And Park Square has been a place that you've hosted. Have you hosted it other places? And will you be hosting it other places? We have. Um, Sandbox, actually, theater was our first place to host. They were so generous, took leap of faith, um, let us use their space, gave us their keys, said, here, run with it. It was really, really nice of them. Um, It grew to a point where we felt like it wasn't a big enough space anymore, and Park Square was generous enough to offer their space. We are hoping to also have a Minneapolis location just to help with access, and especially because um, we'd like to have some light rail access if possible. So we're looking at trying to approach Mixed Blood. Um, If there's another facility, please let us know. We would love love to rotate it around and make it easier for people to get to, because we understand that if you don't have a car, certain locations are difficult, so... We're trying to make that as easy as possible. Do you have some other ideas on your wish list of things that you want to be doing with theater blogging and in addition to conversations or even some conversations that you're thinking about for the future with the convos? Specifically with the convos, um, there's an endless list of subjects that we can discuss. Like, Like we mentioned earlier, the general idea is diversity and representation. That's really broad, right? So 
that can be on stage, it could be behind stage, it could be writing, it could be producing. Um, we're trying to uplift all sorts of different ways to get engaged with the theater community and make it as inclusive of a space as possible. So uh, it's it's an infinite list of things that we could do. Um, one of the things, I, the subjects I think we're probably going to approach in the next year, for example, is the issue of funding. How does how do smaller organizations access funding if they don't have a great big rich donor list? Mm-hmm. So, um, again, approaching this concept of resources for theater. What what do people need? What do people need to know? What do we not know? What are we curious about that we're dying to ask? Have you ever done any partnerships with Springboard for the Arts? We haven't at this point. No. Something to think about. The yeah. great group. They've got lots of good topics, and they're all into helping folks figure out funding as well. So that might be something to think about for your, your next convos. Absolutely. So in our next segment, uh, we'll be having some theaters actually call in that are doing some shows that uh, want to tell us about it. We're, we're excited to have them share it. Uh, I also, uh, in the next segment, want to find out what ways the theater scene can support blogging? You know, what are some things for folks to be thinking about? Uh, because it's a, a rich enterprise that's really a collaboration, not amongst just the bloggers, but really with the audience and with the theaters in the community. Yeah. So looking forward to hearing your insights as to what, what does that look like? What, are, what, what can theaters be doing? Um, I know Kit loves the program. That's her thing. I love director's notes. Please give director's notes. Because <laughs> director's notes is really what it's all about for Kit, too. <laughs> so anyway, you're on Connections Radio Show here on AM 950, and you're listening to Connections. And we'll be right back after a few short announcements. Connections Radio Show wants to feature your favorite nonprofits as well as the arts that mean the most to you. Do you have a nonprofit you care about or an artist that you'd like to have featured on Connections Radio Show? We have very reasonable advertising and sponsorship packages that would provide for an on-air segment or perhaps a whole show. Interested? I'm Lori Fitz, and contact me at fitzradio at gmail.com. That's F-I-T-Z radio at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Our Twin Cities culinary scene has a lot to celebrate, and that's just what we're going to do on February 25th at the Pantages Theater. The Charlie Awards is the local culinary version of the Academy Awards for the Twin Cities restaurant industry. Proceeds from the event go to Open Arms, a nonprofit that delivers healthy, made-from-scratch meals to people with life-threatening illnesses. Your ticket to the award ceremony is also your passport to the after-party, with food, drinks, entertainment, and a chance to hobnob with the current and previous Charlie's winners. Following on the heels of the Charlie's, just two weeks later on March 12th, a VIP reception and dinner will be held at Open Arms. So mark your calendars, February 25th for the awards and after party, and March 12th for the VIP event. To buy tickets, go to info at charliesexceptional.com, and be sure to check out the fun on our website, charliesexceptional.com. Did you know the average February temperature in Minnesota is under 16 degrees? Here's a better February number. You can get a brand new furnace from Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for just $2,300 this February. Just $2,300 for all the cozy comfort and reliability of a brand new furnace. Don't wait. This offer ends when February does. Some restrictions apply. Visit standardheating.com for details. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, the comfort you deserve. Stages Theatre Company is dedicated to creating a space where diverse opinions, courageous dialogue, and community engagement is not only valued, but vital to our shared artistic and educational success. Stages Theatre Company creates a welcoming home for all. For over 30 years, Stages has supported quality theater programming for children. Stages gives opportunities for youth to be on stage, backstage, in the audience, and in the classroom. Whether you come to see a show, enroll a young person in a workshop, or benefit from their outreach programs in the community, Stages brings art to life. Learn about Stages Theater by going to stagestheater.org and become part of the magic of live theater by taking your family to an amazing show or enrolling someone you love in an education program. Stages Theater Company operates out of the Hopkins Center for the Arts, located in Main Street in the heart of downtown Hopkins. For more information on Stages Theater, go to stagestheater.org. That's stagestheater.org. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. 
We're so glad that you have joined us today. We've been talking about theater. We've been talking about theater bloggers. And in this segment, we're also going to have a few theaters call in and talk to us a little bit about their shows. We have, as guests today, we have Becky Iverson, who is with Compendium. We have Jill Schaefer calling in. She's with Cherry and Spoon. And we have Kit Bix, who is with Minnesota Theatricals. Uh, And they do reviews. They do navigation. (laughs) They do enthusiasm. They uh, support conversations. And they're a vital part of our theater community, and I'm glad that they've joined us today. Before we go back to our theater bloggers who are going to share with us things that would make it uh, – would be supportive to them in doing their blogging, um, we have some theaters that have called in. So the first one I want to have is Bob. Bob, can you – are you there? I am. Hello. Oh, terrific. Bob, you're sharing with us as one, which is an opera. Tell me a little bit about that. It is. Well, this is I'm, – um, I'm the artistic director of Skylark Opera Theater, and we're a company in town – does um, chamber opera and site-specific opera, opera on a very small scale as opposed to grand opera, and uh, always in English, so we try to make it very accessible. This particular piece, as one, is a new opera that that was composed a few years ago, and um, it's about the experience of being transgender. And as far as I know, it's the only opera so far that's, that's addressing this issue. So we're thrilled that we're bringing it to the Twin Cities for its premiere. And is this somewhat loosely based on Carmen? Did I read someplace? Or on not? Carmen? No, it's not. Not in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> good, good, good. I read the wrong thing. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, your opera. Again, tell us how to get tickets and when is it playing? Yeah, we open on March 16th and we run... Two weekends, the weekends of March 16th and March 23rd, and tickets are available at TicketWorks.com. And I also want to say that we're one of the first theatricals that are playing a new theater space called North Garden Theater in St. Paul. Terrific. Well, our theater bloggers are, are writing down furiously as you speak. So, <laughs> well, I know you my, hit all my, my high notes, Bob. Way anymore. to go! She's been incredibly supportive. <laughs> well, thank you, Bob, for calling in, and we'll look forward to seeing your show. Thank you so much. All right. And now we have uh, Kevin. Is Kevin online? Yes, I'm here. Kevin, you're with Chaska Valley Family Theater? Yes, that's correct. Tell me about your show. We are currently performing Schoolhouse Rock Live. So it's all of those amazing uh, cartoon songs that you heard growing up. About um, the bill. Morning. <laughs> yes, the Put bill. Put on stage. Um, <laughs> Performed by uh, families, basically. That's our thing. We we encourage families to participate in theater together. So tell me when it runs and how to get tickets. It is currently running. We have three more shows, uh, 2 o'clock and 7 o'clock today. And then tomorrow at 2 o'clock, our 7 o'clock show tonight is a sing-along. So you are actually encouraged <laughs> to sing along with every song that you have heard so many years. That's and you can get tickets from cvft.org. Sounds wonderful. Thank you so much for calling in and telling us about your show. Great. Thank you so much. So that's just kind of a taste of like the compendium or the <laughs> wide range of theater that's out there. And how to find the theater that, that, ter- that as you said, you hit all the buttons with mm-hmm. the first one that, that made, like, made you smile and go, yeah, that's a show I want to see. So that's what bloggers can do is give us access to what's out there and how it's out there. So tell me, bloggers, what do you need from theaters to do, help you do your job? Um, finding things easier in general. So I think one of the common themes we're all talking about is there's just so much, right? And it's even being in this space, even for someone like Jill, who sees so much more than the rest of us do. Um, Jill, feel free to pipe in or correct me if I'm wrong, but it's it's just overwhelming almost. And every theater has a different website. They put things in a different place. It can be hard to find calendar dates or to plan ahead. If you get media invites within two weeks of the show starting, you probably already planned out already. So getting us information as soon as possible, giving us a calendar for the whole year, like these are our opening dates for the whole season, that would be so useful. Or hashtags, we want to promote your show. What is your hashtag? I can't count the amount of times I look at a program. Where where do I go to share this? You know, I want to engage with this. I want to help my audience find it. But if I can't find it, where do they go? So I think 
be be more obvious than you think you need to be with links, with um, be, feeling redundant, sharing the links to your social media, to your website, your hashtags. Put it everywhere because you never know where somebody's going to find it and engage with it. And let us know as soon as you can about what your plans are for the year because the earlier we know, the better we can plan to help you or maybe we can do an event with you. You know, there's there's all sorts of ways we can engage if we have time to get it together. I'd also say in an ideal world, um, there would only be like, you know, say a third of the show's opening in one weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but um, sometimes yeah. they all open at once, it right, seems yeah, like. Yeah, so Jill, what are some thoughts you that you would have in addition to that? I would just reiterate what you said. Um, I plan out my schedule a month or so in advance, so... Um, if you, if you email me and say, come see my show this weekend, it's not happening because I already have full shows booked for the weekend. So um, the sooner, like Betsy said, the sooner you can get us information, the better. Um, photos, production photos are sometimes difficult to find. Yes. If you could, you know, any bloggers or press who are coming to see your show just a couple of days before, send out a link to your production photos. Um, like Becky said, show-specific hashtags. Um, I... I can only think of Jungle is really great about printing them actually in their program, but, you know, consider having a show-specific hashtag printed in your program so that, that the audience can connect on social media around that. Kit, why don't you give one final comment on that, and then I want to promote... I was just going to say what I was saying before about director's notes. I really... I, they really, really help. I try to do homework for most of the shows I see, especially ones that require, con you know, uh, an awareness of the context of the historic of the history. But um, I often feel that, and you know, some places have amazing director's notes. And the program is my friend as a critic, as a reviewer. It really is my friend. I get a lot of information out of it. And um, if you can use that space for director's notes to really be as you know, to give us to give us really concrete information, or, or even, you know, to express what you, some of what you hope this play will do, and what you want us to know. And then you can watch in terms of seeing if that achieves that goal, right? In, to a certain yeah. degree. You also are doing something really important that I want to make sure I get in before the end of the show. Uh, theater action. You're doing a benefit reading of protest plays uh, on gun control. Yeah. And what's the date of that? The date is Mar Monday, March 4th, and it's at Phoenix Theater in Minneapolis. And this will be a fundraiser. And this it's, fundraiser, it's yeah. to support uh, protesting guns. And and we need to do that. I, I, well, it's it, 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 what. However, tell me in short what what you see as important. Well, this is actually part of a national, a um, nationwide um, protest movement action item, um, and uh, it's in support of the March twenty fourth March for Your Life protest, um, and uh, it's being organized by. Um, the protest plays. Terrific. Do you? How do you get tickets, or do you just show up? You just show up. And it's the Phoenix Theater. And there'll be a box there to contribute. March. It's on March fourth, Monday at at seven o'clock, at the Phoenix Theater in Minneapolis. So theater in action. Whether it's to see a play, raise money, learn about stuff, it's all there for us. And the bloggers are giving us access and insight. So thank you so much. 